Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Does BRICS have the capacity to shape the global dynamics and structure of our planet's system? Joining us on the line now to discuss this and just look into the issue a bit further, independent journalist and analyst on foreign policy issues, Peter Fabricius. Peter, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us once again and welcome once sure. again to the show. Sure, hi. Great to have you on board, Peter. So, Thanks. as I've mentioned, I've laid down the the basis of our discussion this afternoon, BRICS, uh, intending to have the capacity to shape the global dynamics and structure of our planet. From your perspective, how far can you see BRICS expanding? Um, I think it is going to expand. Uh, it's quite difficult to say yet just how much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like each, each of the members has proposed four or five uh, new members, so there's a list of about 20 that have formally applied. And uh, I think probably the, 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 the way to think at this stage is that they, they're going to probably more likely discuss the criteria and so on, procedures, and agree on those uh, rather than actually accept new members. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's possible that they may go a step further, you know, and, and, and accept a couple of, you know, well, formally accept the applications of a couple of countries. Right. Peter, I mean, in the build-up to the summit, uh, one's been uh, looking at articles or reading about you. You've just mentioned uh, countries recommending countries, etc. But such kind of, but that in turn, countries who don't necessarily uh, agree with or have the, uh, shall we say, economic base on, on which to comply with or relate to um, a BRICS uh, criteria. Yeah, I mean, that's what we don't know, you see. So there, I mean, there, there's a big, there's a bunch of big oil producing countries, which once the first would be, first to be accepted because they, they bring something pretty, you know, substantial, right. uh, mm-hmm. financially and materially. Uh, but there are a few other ones that seem to be there more for ideological reasons, Venezuela and Iran and so on. I, I, I wonder actually how much consensus there would be over the, um, the application of a country like Iran. South Africa is obviously quite keen because we were told by the minister that he, you know, the, that he uh, writes he's been invited to president and is likely to attend. I don't know if that's still the current situation. That was about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. two days ago. Right. Yeah. Peter, okay, so um, there has been much, uh, shall we say, you could call it speculation or uh, a presumption on BRICS perhaps uh, Wanting to formulate or uh, come up with uh, a specific currency, can you see something like this happening to counter the U.S. dollar, the pound, or those dominant yeah. currencies at the moment? I don't see that. I certainly don't see that happening at this summit. Um, mm. You know, I think I think Russia, for example, would be quite eager because it's a, it's a way for them to escape, um, you know, U.S. sanctions, right? Uh, and and you know, which apply to any kind of dollar transactions, but. Um, it's, what I've been told is that it's more likely that there'll be just a bit more impetus for countries to, you know, trade in, the, in their own currencies mm. uh, between them. And I suppose, well, the five BRICS members, and then I suppose, you know, other members as well down the line, if they, you know, if and when others are accepted. Right. And that may in turn evolve into, but I mean, it's a huge thing to, to launch a new currency. As right. Well. Even Europe knows, you know, so. 
Peter, for the for for the ordinary person out there, what, what does BRICS really mean? Well, how could you interpret it for somebody in terms of you know in terms of gain, in terms of accomplishment out of BRICS? What does this mean for the layman? I mean, we're talking about all yeah. these high tech, you know, like leadership leaders who are descending on Santon tomorrow. They are going to discuss, as you've said. Okay, we can only you know like speculate in a, to, up to a point what they're going to be discussing. But what does this mean? For the worker, for the ordinary person out there in the street, and the and um, the, those in the in the yeah. middle class, how how would you interpret that? Yeah, I guess uh, if you're looking at, in other words, concrete uh, benefits. So, so the, our membership of the of the new development bank has actually brought some concrete developments. I mean, we've had about 5.4 billion dollars worth of loans into about I think 12 projects. Mm-hmm. Renewables, roads, whatever, water. Um, beyond that, I guess you could say that it's, it, you know, a lot of foreign policy one would have to acknowledge is quite hard to translate sure. these, these, these abstract mm-hmm. concepts into, into random sense. But improving relations with some big economies like China and India potentially mm-hmm. has, has material benefits. The danger being, of course, is that you may alienate people on the other side of the spectrum but yeah okay peter we will leave it at that thank you so much for joining us sure. this afternoon uh, we've just about reached half hour and uh yeah thanks for just giving us some insight as to how you would interpret where the BRICS conference would go and what one would accomplish from this peter fabricius independent journalist and analyst on foreign policy issues